Good morning, everyone. So today we celebrate the Feast of the Transfiguration. Such an awesome day. And brothers and sisters, today is one of those days. Today is a feast day of heaven. Such a wonderful day. And it's something that we need to talk more and more about. As we make our way through life, uh, we get distracted and it's difficult and we have trials and all kinds of things. And one of the most important things for us to remember is heaven. That it's real. It's, heaven is more real than this building. Please still give to the building project. Um, but we're so used, you know, we, we, we can't yet see heaven. And so we're so tempted to feel like heaven's kind of this fairy tale and the things that we see around us, that's what's real. Brothers and sisters, someday this building will collapse. Someday they will no longer be the city of Denver. Heaven is eternal. It's real. It's more real than anything you can touch right now. And that's what you were made for. So I hope to remind you of that today. And I hope that God, that the Spirit, can stir our hearts to love that and to remember that today. So remember whenever you went to a new group. Remember like when you were in college or maybe you joined a new job or uh, some kind of group. And they're always trying to look for an icebreaker. I hate icebreakers. And they're always, they, they, there's this thing they do oftentimes, and they say, well, tell us something that's unique about you. And you go to these groups, and, and you're, you're sitting there, and you're like, oh, no, not this again. How am I going to come up with something unique about me? And so you're sitting in that group, and you're kind of like, oh, i got to come up with something. And, and there's Deacon Darrell, and he's like, well, I'm an Army Ranger. And you're like, great. How, are you to follow, how am I going to follow that, right? Then Matt Rudolph, our pianist, is up there, and he's like, well, I look just like the guy from Coldplay. You're like, great. <laughs> you know? And then it's just so hard. And then you can come to me and I'm like, well, I'm going bald. And I'm <laughs> you know, that slow but inevitable slide to irrelevancy and obesity. But there you go. That's all I got. But have you ever felt like I'm just normal? I oftentimes feel that way. I think there's all these people out there who have these amazing gifts and they can do these incredible things, and I, and those kind of icebreakers, I was like, I'm just kind of a normal guy. I know I'm a priest, and you're thinking, that's kind of weird. True. <laughs> Here's my big point today. Brothers and sisters, you are not normal. You are called, and not because of how amazing your talents are, not because of any of your gifts, you are called to greatness. The transfiguration does so many things. It's one of the richest texts in scripture. If you open my Bible to the different texts on the transfiguration, today we heard Matthew 17, Luke chapter 9 is probably the best account of it. If you open up the, my Bible to that, you're going to find about 20 scripture passages I've written in there that are backgrounds to this passage. And there's a lot to it. We can't do it all. We're going to talk about two things today. 
The transfiguration reveals Jesus. Jesus has hidden his glory. It's not that all of a sudden Jesus did something that wasn't there before. He had had that glory from eternity. And for a privileged moment on the Mount of Transfiguration, I was there in June, he revealed heaven to three men, to Peter, to James, and to John. And we're going to talk about why he did that in a second. But the other point is this. Brothers and sisters, you are called to share in the glory of Jesus Christ. You are not normal. There is nothing ordinary about you. Your body, soul, heart, and mind are going to share, if you live a good life, you will share in the eternal glory of Jesus Christ. Here's what C.S. Lewis says. There are no ordinary people. You have never once talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, these things are mortal. And their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals, immortals, whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. There are no normal human beings. Every human being that God creates was created to share in the radiant glory that Jesus reveals in the transfiguration. Your destiny. There's only two kind of people in the end. When God judges the world on the last day, brothers and sisters, you will either be greater than all of the angels in heaven or you will suffer eternal disgrace in the fires of hell. There are no ordinary people. That's your destiny. One of the two is where you will be for all eternity. So heaven, right, which we're all going to heaven, I hope, right? You got to live a good life to get there. You can't just have faith. You have to live the way Jesus wants you to. But I hope, if I'm a good priest, if I'm a good father for you all, I hope we're all on our way together. So heaven, brothers and sisters, when we think of heaven, It's so normal for us to think of heaven as simply externals, right? No more churches without air conditioning, no more suffering, no more pain, no more heartache, gelato and pasta that are healthy, right? And those are all true, but it's far, far more than that. St. Paul says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has prepared for those who love him. So Jesus today on the transfiguration, we'll get in a second to what it shows us something about him, but it also, listen to the prayers of the mass today. The prayers of the mass take this up and the church is telling us that Jesus is showing us our destiny. 
If we love him, if we have faith, hope, and love through the sacraments, if the Eucharist, if through the Eucharist, through baptism, through confession, all the sacraments, if God dwells in you, then you will share his glory. So a couple passages about this. We heard in our first reading today, 2 Peter. And just before that reading, St. Peter has one of the most bold lines in the entire Bible. He says this, God has called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, that through these you may escape the corruption that is in the world because of passion, and here's the key, and become partakers of the divine nature. Did you hear that? Become partakers of the divine nature. You see, heaven isn't just about nice things that happen to us and things going well and there being no more evil. Heaven is God dwelling inside of me. It's that I actually become like God. And that's beyond words. St. Augustine has a famous quote about that passage. And actually, what he says is he says, that God should make men to be sharers in his nature is a mystery so great it is to be passed over in divine silence. So we're done. No, just kidding. You know that's not going to happen. That mystery is unbelievable. Brothers and sisters, you are not normal. You will be, if you live the life you're called to lead, you are called to greatness, magnanimity. That word means large soulness. You are called to something so great that you are not allowed to be normal. Because you will be greater than all the angels in heaven. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6 that you, not just me, not just Deacon Daryl, you will judge angels. You have never spoken to a mere mortal once in your entire life. All right, that's 2 Peter chapter 1. Let's talk about Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3, I think it's 21. Let's start in verse 20. Our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will change our lowly body to be like his glorious body. Anyway, brothers and sisters, if you go to heaven, your body will radiate the glory of God. He will change our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power which enables him to subject all things to himself. Romans chapter 8. Those who God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. God's will for your life is to be conformed to him. And from the inside out, to love others as Jesus loves, to have hope and faith and selflessness. 
but in all things to be conformed to Jesus. Those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Those who he predestined, he called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord. That's what happened to Peter and James and John today. They saw the glory of the Lord. We all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being changed. Heaven is not about externals. It's about being changed, being transformed, being glorified. The inner radiance of God's truth and beauty and holiness emanates from the inside out. We are being changed into his likeness from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Romans chapter 5. I know what you're thinking. Is he almost done? No. Romans chapter 5. Since we are justified by faith, this is Romans 5.1, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have obtained access to the grace in which we stand, and I love this, we rejoice in our hope of sharing the glory of God. You are not normal. You are a being, if other people could see you in the state you will be in in heaven, they would be tempted to worship you because they would think that you were God himself. That's redemption. You are not allowed to be mediocre. You are called to greatness. Not because of you, not because you're so great. You're all beautiful, amazing people. Love you all. But because of Jesus Christ. That's his promise to those who love him and who follow him. That's the first point. Second point is this. The transfiguration is the counterpart to the crucifixion. Today on the Mount of Mount Tabor, there's Jesus radiates light. In Matthew 17, today. In Matthew 27, when Jesus is crucified, we're told that darkness covers the entire land. That's the first thing. The second thing, Jesus is on the mountain. There's a cloud that envelops him. That's the cloud of God's presence. The Father is present to Jesus on Mount Tabor here at the Transfiguration. On Mount Calvary, Jesus will cry out in agony, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The voice today on Mount Tabor. Do I always do you guys as the good guys? Like this is always like the good side. You guys are the, like, you're in darkness and abandoned. Sorry, deal with it. On this side, on Mount Tabor, the voice says, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him, my son. On this side, right on Mount Calvary, the high priests and the Pharisees walk by and they mock Jesus. 
And they say, if he is the son of God, let him come down from the cross. Then we'll believe. And here's the point. The church has always said this, brothers and sisters. Why did he do that? Why did Jesus reveal his glory? It was so that you would have hope. Peter, James, and John, are gonna, they saw Jesus in glory. Those same three apostles are going to be with Jesus in Gethsemane when he sweats blood in agony. And here's the point. Jesus wants us to have hope. All the struggle. We all struggle with Christian lives. It's so difficult. But those three, when they're in the Garden of Gethsemane and they see Jesus in agony and they say, Lord, this is too much, this is too hard. They remember the glory they saw on Mount Tabor. And so God gave hope to his church. And so you, brothers and sisters, you who are not normal, you who are called to greatness, when you're suffering, when it's hard, you have to write heaven on your heart. You have to remember, we're not fighting for little things. We are in a battle for eternity. And God called you, he loved you, and he promised you that you would share in his glory. A million years from now, isn't that crazy to think about? A million years from now, all the, all the buildings that we build and all the projects we have and all the politics we think are so important right now, will all be gone. But not you. You will be in a state, please God, of eternal glory. That's your hope, and that's what we're called to keep before our eyes. And to Jesus today, so simply, Lord, Lord, would you write heaven into our hearts? Lord, help us remember that we are not normal, that we're called to share in your glory. Jesus, help us to live for heaven and to bring heaven into earth, to know day by day that the people we meet, that they have an eternal destiny. Jesus, help us to live with real faith, real hope, real love, and Jesus, Lord, may we share in your glory. 